Jaron Duran was a monster for the Boston Red Sox in 2023, and he's only going to continue to get better. Join me on today's episode of Locked on Red Sox, where I analyze his 2023 season and explain why he's going to be a major threat moving forward. You are Locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Red Sox, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday, straight to your favorite podcast feed for free. Thank you for making the show your first listen of every day, and you should make the SiriusXM app your last listen of every day. If you download the app and search Red Sox, they can provide you with the home broadcast of every Red Sox game, so you don't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball, and how nice is that? I mean, who wants to miss games? I know in 2023, you might have justified that you did want to miss games because they didn't have a great season, but your reason for missing games in 2023 certainly did not have anything to do with Jaron Duran. He arguably became one of the most fun players in Major League Baseball to watch throughout the course of the season. And on today's episode, I'm going to be diving all into the 2023 season he had. And what does that mean for him going forward? Thank you for making the show your first listen of every day. Jaron Duran in 2023 grew tremendously with the Boston Red Sox. I was so impressed by what I saw throughout the course of the season, and he showed that his confidence level skyrocketed and that he has the capability of doing a variety of different things and hitting at a variety of different pitches. In 2022, he ended the season with a batting average of 221. His average throughout the season was about 225. Sometimes it fluctuated, sometimes it went down. He did go above 300 and was hitting very well for about a seven-game stretch in the beginning of July of 2022, where his batting average was around 305 during that stretch. And was higher for some of that period. So he had opportunities in 2023 that were set up for him to have that success because in 2022, he had shown glimpses of finding that success. And looking back on what I saw from him in 2022, my primary expectation for Jaron Duran in 2023 was just Continue to develop more plate discipline. Continue to make yourself look better than you did last year and show people that you belong out there. Because in the 2022 season, it was a big test year for him to really have people feel him out, see where he stands, and how much he belongs on this Boston Red Sox team. Because, like I've said time and time again, Different players adapt to different environments differently. And when you are a younger 
player who is used to playing in the minor league system and succeeded there, that doesn't always mean you're going to succeed at the major league level for that specific organization. And when I look at Jaron Duran, he seems to have embraced everything that Boston comes with and has been able to ignore that outside noise. And when you see a player that you were excited about and you feel like they've had so much potential and then they let you down, it's obviously incredibly disappointing to be in that position. And no player wants to be that guy that you look at and say, well, I expected a lot more from this player than how they actually performed. And when you're playing in Boston, you understand that that comes with a very unique environment and fan base of people who are very welcoming and passionate but can be very unwelcoming real quick if you are not performing well. And Jaron Duran seems to understand that and seems to have found that balance between being aware of what's going on around him, but not letting it affect him too much. And it certainly has made a huge difference on the field for him. My biggest expectation for 2023 was improvement. And he showed more than improvement. He showed that he could be a glue and piece to the puzzle for the Boston Red Sox moving forward. And it's a win-win situation that the team is in right now with Duran because they could either choose to trade him, which I hope they don't because I'm a big fan of Duran, um, or they choose to keep him. But if they choose to trade him, they can certainly get some good value for him because of the season that he had in 2023. So if they do end up making that move, because it might take them getting one or two high caliber pitchers in the deal, then I'm doing it. But he would have to be to me, at least the number two player in the trade, if not the glue, the number one piece in the trade. Um, I think he showed enough in 2023 where his value is at its all-time high right now. So if the Red Sox are going to trade one or two players this offseason that are already on the major league roster, I could see him being one of those players whose names is tossed in there. But if they decide to keep him, I'm really excited for that because I've seen the potential in him and what he can do. Every time he came up to the plate in 2023, especially during that second half of the season, I felt good about the chances of him making good contact and getting a hit. And going into the season, I did not think I would feel that way. When we were heading into the season and I was naming players that I thought were going to be the biggest contributors on offense for the Red Sox, I named, obviously, Raphael Devers. Um, I named Justin Turner as a question mark, as a maybe he can have a good season this year. I put Tristan Casas in that category because he had been a highly anticipated rookie, and I was waiting for him to have his moment to shine and really find his stride. Um, and then I put in Alex Verdugo as somebody else who was going to have a big season offensively in 2023 and help carry the team. But I did not have Jaron Duran in that category. And to me, he showed glimpses in 2022, but it wasn't consistent enough for me to feel confident in him being one of those guys to me. And I hoped that he would show some growth. And I said, that's all I can really ask for from this kid. But he far surpassed my expectations 
in a variety of ways. And coming up, I'm going to be going over more specifically the season that he had in 2023 and what primarily drove him to have that success that he did have. This is the perfect time of year for sports betting with playoff baseball coming to a close soon, but also being right in the heart of football season and basketball and hockey are back in full swing. So what better time than now to really get involved in sports betting? FanDuel is the number one sports betting app, and I encourage you to use it because you can win a lot of money doing it. Just score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with winning any $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. My fiance recently got into sports betting and was trying to feel out the FanDuel app to see how it worked and see if it really could win him a lot of money. And so he's been starting off with smaller bets, maybe betting a couple bucks and trying to win 10 or 15 or 20. And either way, it's a win for him because if he doesn't win the bet, then, okay, he's only out a couple dollars, not a game changer at all. But if he does win and wins 20 bucks, that's a nice extra $20 to use on gas or whatever it is that you're finding yourself spending a lot of money on these days. So he puts together a few different parlays per night. An example recently was um, during the NLCS when the Diamondbacks and Phillies were playing. He had a bet going that there had to be three total hits recorded in the first inning. Doesn't matter what combination it was from the Phillies and Diamondbacks. It just had to be three total hits recorded in the first inning among the two teams. And that the Phillies had to have the lead through the first five innings of the game. And then um, he also had one that involved um, the Diamondbacks winning the seventh inning. So basically just scoring more runs than the Phillies in the seventh inning. So that was all one game. And if all of those things happened, he would have won a lot of money. So there's different combinations you can do, but FanDuel is absolutely the way to go. As is the SiriusXM app. You can download the app and search Red Sox, and you can get all home broadcasts of every game straight to your feed. So you don't have to miss out on a single game because honestly, it bothers me when I have to miss games. And if I'm able to tune in a different way when I can't actually watch the game, Sirius XM has my back, so I know that I can still stay in on the action without having to worry about altering my whole schedule and plans to sit and watch the game because sometimes that's not possible. So download the Sirius XM app and it will have you covered from that standpoint. Somebody on the Boston Red Sox roster that will have you covered in 2024 is Jaron Duran. He is going to have a big season in 2024 he will be that guy in the Red Sox lineup that everybody's pointing to as the best and most consistent hitter. In 2023, we saw him heavily improve his plate discipline from the previous season, and we saw him get to the point where 
he was incredibly confident in what he produced and what he had at the plate. He finished the season with a 295 batting average with eight home runs, 40 RBIs, 24 stolen bases, and a 346 on base plus slugging percentage. Um, and for a player like him, he needs to be in a situation where he's being helped find the best way possible for him to succeed. And the Boston Red Sox seem to have given him a lot of those tools to be able to find success. And I almost felt badly for him at the end of 2022 because a lot of people on Twitter were coming after Rand saying he's not the guy to be successful with this franchise. What are we doing? Why do we still have him in our system? He's going to be a bust. And then, boy, was he the furthest thing from a bust in 2023. One number that really stood out to me about Jaron Duran is his plate discipline. So there's two different percentages that are important here when it comes to judging a player's plate discipline. It's O swing percentage, which is the percentage of pitches that a batter swings at outside the strike zone, and Z swing percentage, which is the percentage that a batter swings at a pitch inside the strike zone. So when it comes to swinging at pitches outside the strike zone, in 2023, he only swung at 34.5% of pitches out of the strike zone compared to 74.2% of pitches that he swung at inside the zone. That made an overall swing percentage of 51.1%. So he's only swinging a little over half the time. And sometimes if that percentage is very high, it can mean two things. It can mean one, you're not selective enough with the pitches you're swinging at. So you're just willing to swing at anything under the sun and hope that you make contact. And two, it shows that you have the confidence and feel like you can hit a lot of different pitches. And he seemed to have a mix of both. He seems to be more selective and is only swinging about half the time because he knows the types of pitches that he should and should not be swinging at. And that's a very promising sign out of a young player. He was making contact, though, with 58.9% of those pitches outside the strike zone and was making remarkable contact at 91.2% at pitches inside the strike zone. That elevated his batting average and his ability to contribute offensively for the Red Sox in 2023. That 91.2 swing percentage where he was able to make contact at that many pitches in the zone, that shows that if a pitcher plants one somewhere in the strike zone, Duran can find a way to hit it, no matter if it's an off-speed pitch or a fastball. And I'm very impressed by the fact that he was able to develop that plate discipline. Because sometimes there are pitches outside the strike zone that are basically impossible to hit. So he might as well not swing at those anyway, but he has found ways to make contact with some of them. And him having that initial plate discipline now is certainly a good sign moving forward because that's something that's a lot harder to teach. You need to be able to come into the league and have that because coaches can say you should wait on that pitch and they can speak generally, but they can't be sitting in your ear when you're at the plate trying to make those swings and 
figure out a way to get on base during that at bat to help your team. They can't sit there and whisper, you should swing at this and you should swing at that because they don't know what the opposing pitcher is going to throw either. So if I'm the hitting coach, I'm saying, you know, he needs to find ways to identify on his own what he should and shouldn't be swinging at. And Jaron Duran has already developed that skill, which is such a promising sign for the future. Another thing that really stood out to me about Jaron Duran during the 2023 season in which he absolutely went off at the plate was just the types of pitches that he was able to swing at. Um, He was making contact with a variety of different pitches. Some hitters, Masataka Yoshida being an example, have only certain types of pitches that they really can swing at effectively. For Yoshida, that is the fastball. He's a very good fastball hitter, but he can't hit a lot of other pitches, which is why he started to struggle more towards the end of the season because opposing pitchers figured out that he's not really good at hitting off-speed pitches so they can throw those types of pitches to him. I'm hoping that, you know, that gets better for him. But Jaron Duran doesn't have that problem. He's been able to mix up the types of pitches that he swings at. And when it comes down to the breakdown, he does swing at the fastball more often than all of those other pitches. And he makes contact with the fastball more often than not. But that's understandable. That's like it is for a lot of hitters. And the slider is actually his next best pitch that he was making contact with the most after that. And if he can continue to increase those numbers from each individual pitch, then he'll be in good shape. From analyzing his numbers and his performance at the plate, what can really help set him apart and continue to grow him as a hitter is improving in other areas of his hitting in terms of what pitches are being thrown. because. He's very good at making contact with two different types of pitches. But if he can turn that number into three and then maybe four, then it's going to be near impossible for opposing pitchers to figure out how they can trick him. And that is what makes a great major league baseball hitter is somebody who doesn't need to live and die by the fastball or doesn't need to wait around for a certain pitch to be thrown in order to be able to hit it effectively. And I'm not saying it's only one pitch for him now. It very clearly is two pitches in the fastball and the slider that he's been able to make contact with the most, the majority of the time. But if he can get all those other pitches, like maybe a changeup or a curveball up to speed with those two pitches, then he's going to be a very dangerous hitter moving forward. His wins above replacement was in 2023, um, a 2.4 value. Basically, that means that the Red Sox won 2.4 more games with him than they would if they had a replacement player in his spot. Most of that is due to his batting and base running. He has an 8.7% value increase from a batting standpoint and a 5.9% in base running. Those are good positive numbers. Basically, that means that 8.7% of the time 
he's contributing positively to the Red Sox offensively. His fielding, on the other hand, is a negative 3.2%. So that's something that hurt his wins above replacement a little bit because defensively, he wasn't as good as he was offensively on the season. So with that being the stat that kind of kills him a little bit, he does need to improve on his defense. Fenway Park is a really tough place to play. Now he's had a couple of years under his belt to get used to playing in that outfield. Um, center field is such an important position. I'm not expecting him to ever become Jackie Bradley Jr. defensively, but I think there's certainly room for improvement there, and he definitely has the potential to grow into a very strong center fielder. So I'm anxious to see what approach he takes to his defense moving forward, because if I had to say something that was a weakness of his in 2023, it would be his fielding percentage. So if he can work on those couple things, the fielding and really elevating his potential and percentage that he's making contact with other types of pitches than the ones that he's mastered already, then he is going to be one of the best hitters in baseball next season and one of the best overall players because he's going to be able to do a variety of different things and he's going to completely throw off opposing pitchers and that defense, if it improves, is going to be spot on. So his 2023 season was certainly one of success, but what are my expectations for him in 2024? That's coming up next. Just a reminder that you can get Locked On Red Sox on your favorite podcast platform for free Monday through Friday, straight to that feed. This team is an emotional roller coaster. I totally understand. I'm with you. I feel all of the same emotions as you do, and I will be by your side going through it, navigating it all as we have a really exciting off season, hopefully in store here. So be sure to keep tuning into the show and making it your first listen of every day. Also, don't forget to follow Locked on Red Sox on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox. You can follow me, Gabby, on Twitter at Gabby Hurlbut 10. And you can also follow my Instagram at Gabby underscore Hurlbut 10. I post a lot of Instagram stories about baseball scenarios. Who's going to win the World Series? I just did one recently. Is it going to go to the Diamondbacks or the Rangers this year? By the way, what do you think? If you're watching this video on YouTube, put in the comments who you think will win the World Series this year. Um, I'm anxious to hear your thoughts. I mean, both teams are playing fantastic baseball right now. I think it'll be a fight to the finish, but do you have the Rangers or the Diamondbacks? Tune into Locked on MLB over the next week as the World Series wraps up and hear that show's thoughts on how the rest of the World Series is going to progress. So check that out on any podcast feed too. And also don't forget to check out the SiriusXM app where you can get the home broadcast of every Boston Red Sox game straight to your feed for free so that you don't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball in 2024. One reason you won't want to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball in 2024 is because of Jaron Duran. He had a great 2023 season much better than I expected him to have, but in the best way possible. I certainly wasn't ready to give up on him yet at all. I was excited to see what he could do, um, but I thought he would be somewhere in the middle of the pack on this Boston Red Sox team. 
going into the season. And I am so unbelievably happy that I was proven wrong. And that was not the case. He is a special type of player who, if he can really hone in on his best skills, I am expecting a monster season out of him in 2023. I'm expecting him to be top three offensively on this Red Sox team and fighting for an all-star spot on the roster. I think he can earn a bid to the all-star game in 2024. If he even slightly improves his numbers at the plate than he did in 2023. Um, and we're seeing a little bit of improvement. That's a very strong baseball player. And his stolen base numbers will always be pretty high because he's Mr. Speedy. And if he can get himself on base, the Red Sox will always be looking to have him steal because of that speed that he has. And that was another thing he did so well in 2023 was turning singles into doubles, a hit that most players would stay at first base on. He was taking off and getting himself to second. And that shows that fight in him, that desire in him, that, you know, ability that he has to always want more. And he's hungry. And those hungry players are the ones that succeed the most. To me, Jaron Duran is somebody who last year was a secret weapon and will now be an all-out weapon and just a straight-up dog. He has the potential to be an all-star caliber talent. His ceiling is so high to me um, if he can stay healthy. That's going to be the biggest challenge is staying healthy. He got hurt at the end of the 2023 season due to climbing over the wall in center field to make an unbelievable catch. And while I liked the effort there, it kept him sidelined for the rest of the season. So he should understand defensively that not every single play is going to be made. He has to have that mindset of any plays I can make, I need to make them. But he shouldn't be trying to strain and hurt himself making a play again. That was such a cool play watching him go over the wall, but he paid the price for it and ultimately had to be sidelined. I don't feel like he's an injury prone player though. I think it was just a little fluke weird injury, but overall he's a healthy player and he needs to stay that way. If he wants to have the type of success that he's looking for, I think he'll be in the conversation for an all-star bid, um, I think his batting average will grow and stay above 300 because, again, it was 295 at the end of the season in 2023. I think his 2024 average will end up being above 300 for the majority of the season. He has so much of his identity at the plate locked down. Just slightly adjust that mechanism with a couple pitches, and he – is a player that I'm looking to have a big season in 2024. Now that he had the season he had, I have higher expectations for him going into this upcoming season than I did going into last season. And he has to know that there will be people that are looking at him to be one of those players who has a big season for Boston come this upcoming year. So he has to utilize this offseason to really nitpick himself and his plate approach watch back some clips, see what pitches he was struggling with, how he could vary his swing and figuring out in his head, what is my approach for this type of pitch and what's my approach for this type of pitch? When do I swing at this type of pitch and when do I not? And once he really can establish all of that, that is what makes 
a complete major league baseball player to me. He's going to find the missing pieces in the puzzle coming into this season. And he's going to be a player that Red Sox nation will remember because he will make an imprint on all of us. And it'll be exciting to watch. He'll continue to be Mr. Speed. He'll continue to be urgent out there and do what he can to put the Boston Red Sox as a squad in the best place to succeed. So you absolutely won't want to miss it. I know I won't be. I'm rooting for him to have a big season, and I hope it happens. That's all we can do. So what you can do is hope for it with me. Also, keep the faith. Go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.